the passing of a master, announcing the transition of one of the masters of the Great White Lodge. Profundus 13, a pen name for H. Spencer Lewis, FRC. Imperator, 1915 to 1939, and founder of the Rosicrucian Order Amarch. From Rosicrucian Digest, Volume 6, Number 7, 1928. Recently, we received official notice of the passing of one of the masters of the Great White Lodge. The exact date of the transition has not been stated. We understand this, for seldom are the actual dates of these transitions given in terms of calendar months, but in terms of cosmic cycles, and such figures are kept in the Grand Temple Archives because of their value to the archivists of the Great White Lodge and their little value to others. We have received at Amork headquarters a copy of the official record of this great master, who was little known in America, but well known in foreign lands, and much beloved because of his devotion to the preparation of many excellent philosophical discourses which found their way to many Rosicrucian masters for use in amending and improving the official lectures and teachings. This master was known in this incarnation as Helios, and while he officiated secretly and silently at many American assemblies in the past 75 years, he was known by his real name to only a few hundred in the Occidental, Western world, and preferred to move about or communicate with others without revealing his true identity. Master Helios has had a very interesting series of incarnations, so far as the known ones are recorded. Just why a few of his incarnations are not recorded has not been explained, but we may believe that some of them have not been verified sufficiently to warrant definite place in the Grand Temple archives. Those which are known and which have been proved beyond any question are sufficient to give this truly great man a most magnificent record of evolving attainment. We have received, as part of the notice of his recent transition, an attested copy of the record of Helios from the Grand Temple Archives located in Tibet, the extract being from Lieber F., page 7, reading as follows. Record number 365,660, a true copy prepared by Masnus. First Known Incarnation the earliest record thus far found relating to this subject bears the date BCE 250 under the name of Polyanthus Tristus, a Roman student of science and theological ethics. He was recorded by Eurostarchus, a Grecian brother. The second or next recorded incarnation. This record is dated CE 33, when he was known as John the Baptist, of Palestine and Jerusalem. He was a mystic and prophet. This record was filed by Joseph of Arimathea. The third or next recorded incarnation. The next record is dated CE 349, when he bore the name Aristarchus. He was a Grecian teacher of philosophy and a leader of school in Athens. He held unique views regarding a future state of existence. Record made by Helonius. The fourth or next recorded incarnation. This record bears the date of CE 1300. His name in this incarnation was Abdul bin Husan, an Arabian astrologer at the time of record in Constantinople, 
where he was prime advisor to Afman, the Turkish ruler. This record was filed by Martil. The fifth or last recorded incarnation is the one just ended. He bore the name Helios and was born February 7, 1829. He became Grand Warden of the Grand Temple after being ordained by Yenlo and his record submitted by Tarsus. His emblems, signature marks, of recognition are. In a letter from this master to the Imperator of Amorg in America, dated June 9, 1920, the master said, As you will see by the enclosed papers, I have lived over four score and ten in this incarnation, but I have no feeling of being old and never expect to have. I am in good health, have no ailments of any kind. It is stated that up to the last moment of his incarnation he was robust, though ninety-nine years of age, and his transition occurred while he was asleep. In a more recent letter to the Imperator, he sent the following message as his official message to all mystics. The original was in Latin, and the English copy given herewith was prepared by an associate of the Master, who undoubtedly found it difficult to put into his translation the beauty of the original wording. A Message from Helios On awaking each morning, let your first thoughts be that of praise and thanksgiving to the divine, and then meditate upon purity, endeavoring to realize what it means. Hold the thought that no impure thoughts must enter your mind, that no impure action must ever stain your body or soul, that you must be pure in the threefold thread of action, word, and thought. Think of purity as an attribute that is desirable for the development and must be accomplished. And when you go out into the world for the duties of the day, carry the memory of your meditation with you. Watch your actions and meditative thought, allowing no impure action to stain your mind or body all the day long, steadily watching your every action that no impurity may soil it. Watch your words. Speak no word that is impure. Make no reference in your talk to an unclean subject. Never permit your tongue to be soiled by unclean suggestions. Let every word you utter be so pure that you would dare to speak it in the presence of your master, realizing that he, she, is cognizant of the slightest action or thought that would stain your mind or body, that he, she, hears every word or phrase or sentence that falls from your lips. With this realization uppermost in your mind, your thoughts will be pure, no impure thought or suggestion can enter your mind, but perchance, should it come for a moment, you can cast it out and be free from the stain that would otherwise make a blot on your soul. And having your mind thus grounded in pure thought, no unclean thoughts of anyone else can gain an entrance thereto, and so purity will ever be the impulse of your soul and guide you along the path that ends in divine purity. And again, each morning as you meditate upon purity, embrace the thought of truth. Think of the value of truth to the world, its value in society, its value in your own character, so that when you go out into the worlds of business or pleasure, you will not commit an action or speak a word that will give a false impression or convey a false idea. With truth and purity dominant in your mind, you will not lie, nor steal, nor deceive, nor backbite, nor show contempt. You will not even be inaccurate, 
for to be inaccurate is speaking a falsehood. To be inaccurate in recounting what you have seen or heard is speaking an untruth. All exaggeration and painting of a story, everything that is not consistent with fact, so far as you know, everything which has a shade of untruthfulness in it should be carefully avoided by you. So again, I would say that your every thought must be true, be as true as you can make it, with no shadow of falsehood to pollute your mind. And so with compassion. Meditate on compassion in the morning, with your thoughts on purity and truth, and during the day you will seek to practice it. You will show all kindness to people around you. You will do all the service you possibly can to your family, domestic workers, friends, and neighbors. Wherever you see want, you will try to relieve it. Wherever you see sorrow, you will try to lighten the burden of those carrying it. You will live compassion as well as think it, and thus make it a part of your character. And so with fortitude. You should think of a strong and noble soul, the soul that no outer circumstances can depress or elate, the soul that is not joyful over success or miserable over failure, the soul that is not at the mercy of circumstances, sad today because things are troublesome, and joyful tomorrow because things are easy. And being thus founded upon the rock of fortitude, you will be balanced and strong. And in the world about you, you will practice it, And perchance, if trouble should come to you, you will think of the eternal world of happiness, where there is no trouble. And if loss of money comes to you, you will think only of the wealth of wisdom that is yours and cannot be taken away from you. And if a dear friend or loved one of your own should be taken from you, you will consider that no soul can die, and that the bodies in which your loved ones have lived were only garments which they have thrown aside because of their imperfection and have clothed themselves anew in garments of never-ending endurance. And so, in connection with all the other attributes that tend to purify the soul, not polluting the body with flesh pots of Egypt, you can travel the path that leads to divine purity, divine truth, divine compassion, divine fortitude, divine wisdom, divine love, at one with the Creator, Nirvana. I am that I am. I am your friend and brother. Signed, Helios.